Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com and fansided.com, where we discuss all things Toronto Blue Jays baseball. We'll talk about news, rumors, and game recaps. So whether you're a diehard fan or just getting started with the team, this is the podcast for you. Here's your host, Craig Borden, with co-hosts Jason Lyons and me, Ken Alfred. You're listening to the Jay Bird Watching Podcast. Good evening, Toronto Blue Jays fans, and welcome to another off-season edition of the Jaybird Watching Podcast, the official podcast of jaysjournal.com. Um, as you see, first off, I have Ken Alfred back with me this week from his recent literally trip around the world. How are we doing, my friend? <laughs> I'm doing all right. Greetings from Hong Kong and Japan. So it was a two and a half weeks of a lot of fun and a week of just jet lag uh but to make up for the meantime because i know i'm not gonna be talking that much this episode because this isn't all be about zach today it's gonna be great um kelly gruber kelly gruber and kelly gruber there you gotta make sure you get your kelly gruber references in. <laughs> so anyways as ken alluded to we have another guest with us this evening uh used to be a little bit more frequent with the bluefield blue jays but now we are going to make sure that we find a way to get zach back on this team just to give us some more fun to goof around with and have fun because he is a great guy and it's not just about the cool sock collection that he has but zach helton how the hell are you doing my friend i'm doing fantastic i don't even have sucks on tonight i do have my uh <laughs> bluefield blue jay jersey on uh guess which player uh has it got to be kirk would be my guess it's not kirk unfortunately it wasn't kirk but it is eric pardino there it is. eric pardino jersey on the 43 that he wore when he was in bluefield um you know unfortunately uh, with with what happened to the Ampy League a few years ago, we had a fire sale, and uh, I kind of went in and uh, I, Kirk was one of the jerseys I wanted. I got two jerseys. I, I can't find the other one, but I got the Eric Pardino oh. one <laughs> tonight. So uh, I yeah. thought you might have went with one of the gentlemen that you and I talked about extensively during the game that I was there actually in the booth with you back in 2019. Yes. Is it ball, ball park? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been Cal Stevenson was where I thought you might have been going. Cal Stevenson was very uh, high on Cal. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Cal and and Davis Schneider. uh, I still talk to Davis's dad sometimes, um, especially where he, he made his major league debut this year, man. He was, he was loving it. And I was so excited for him because he was in Bluefield a lot. The summer Davis was there and I was excited for him. Great ball player. And they had a great family. And uh, it was exciting to see him finally make it to the league. And, and he, man, he hit the ground running. And uh, I kind of live vicariously through his dad because his dad was share, sharing all kinds of stuff on, on Instagram and Facebook. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. I had the pleasure of actually meeting Davis in Toronto. I happened to be up goofing around for the one weekend near the end of the season. And uh, some of our friends of the walk-off podcast were actually host- hosting an event at a comedy club outside of Toronto in the Burbs. And they had Zach Jack- Zach Jackson there and um, David Schneider were the players that showed up. 
and had a great night just goofing around and and really enjoyed it and he was an awesome person to talk with his philosophies on baseball were really really cool just to you know hear how down to earth he is and yeah just he wants to get up there and mash it's 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 that simple yeah. and he did a very damn efficient job of that to your point Zach. yeah yeah he was an exciting kid to watch just in bluefield he was one of those like you kind of knew uh man this kid once he kind of figures it out uh, it's just going to roll for him. And, and, it, and it finally did. And man, I don't, uh, you know, knock on wood, I don't see him coming down <laughs> from the majors anytime soon. There's a very good chance that he's going to be on this team one way or the other going yeah. forward. And I think a lot of that just speaks to the content of his character along with his work ethic, because like you said, he came out of nowhere. Ken, I, I put me put into words. What we, where would we have been at that time in the season without Davis Schneider in our lineup? Our offense was, flatlining at that point <laughs> no he was the spark that kind of started this whole uh part like, that that's like, the time he was actually part of it was was unbelievable right how many home runs did he have like what that three or four or five then he ended up with like eight home runs or something like at the end of the season yeah. wasn't he three i believe in the Fenway period yeah yeah was, like, <laughs> right was, like, two at bats too so it wasn't like it was three for the rest of the season it was like three right off the bat because i don't think any of the pitchers knew how to throw to him at that time maybe they didn't look at the scouting reports for it but he definitely lit a spark in our offense that was very much flatlined at that point so yeah unbelievable and, and he brought in the new set of fans loving the mustache so gotta love it <laughs> yeah i was like back in the day with all the kids i had the fake uh, jose bautista you know, face beard the and everything, like that. and then having that new version, exactly, just monsters. And but to that fact, fact that a bunch of Blue Jays fans were walking around with the mustache that were had the little kind of like rally fingers going on and everything like that it was fun. It was just something else to enjoy. A great story, a great person, and obviously somebody that has the chance to stick with this ball club. And there might be some smoke to that fire if uh, Matt Chapman actually is leaving the Toronto Blue Jays, a guy that could play third. Um, played a couple of games there this year, but that's one of the many third baseman options he's had internally to the team. And honestly, you guys back me up on this. I would be very okay with that. <laughs> so there's a lot of places. Yeah, they I think that's a solid. That's a solid. They have choice. to do a third base. Yes, because right now it'd be Schneider in competition with if it stays internal and they don't bring anybody else in. It'd be him, Aralvis Martinez. Uh, Santiago Espinal, and then Addison Barger. I don't know if you had the pleasure of watching any of those other three gentlemen, Zach, before the, you know, parting. I think Barger was yeah. on the team. At yeah, one Barger point. was there. Uh, Espinal was there, I think, for a minute. But Espinal, um, it seemed like when he was in Bluefield, he played anywhere in the infield. I think he was second, short, uh, third. So he, he had a solid glove. He had some great range. So I, I feel like he would be right there in the mix, like you mentioned in that third base race and, and, and maybe even more of a utility guy. He could, he could maybe, you know, uh, fill in other spots if, if need be. And that's been the role he's kind of worn as a blue Jay so far in his year and a half with the team, basically at this point, two years, maybe. And, um, but to that point, it's been, is he going to progress to that point where he's an everyday player or is he going to stay in this role right now where he's been a very efficient, high productive defensive and off the bench bat. Um, the nice thing is he can come in and spell Boba Shet at shortstop. He can come in and, you know, maybe if David Schneider was starting at second base, he can come in with him right now. That's the nice thing about Schneider back to that point for yeah. a hot second here. 
Kevin Biggio is the other second baseman for the Toronto Blue Jays probably at this point, but there could be also left field time for him too. You're not going to put Schneider out in left field if you don't have to. You have the nice play with him at second and third. So that's kind of where things are starting to shape up in the early offseason. The question is apparently, you know, was it Scott Boris has been blatantly saying the Blue Jays can't win without Matt Chapman? I am a little hard-pressed to see that giant dumpster pile of money that they're going to need to bring in with Matt Chapman. And <laughs> when you have yeah. literally, like I said, this riot, riot, rifled off four guys that could fill that role very adequately. I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on that, but I'm opening it up. I could even see, um, you know, Davis could, you know, fill in a DH days that uh, uh, Vladdy would want to take off, you know, if he's not playing first base, uh, you know, a DH role there. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Um, we saw Davis in the outfield maybe like a handful of times at Bluefield just to get him at bats. Uh, he didn't look terrible. Well, his bat there, was too but, important, right? Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I think you get, you've got to find a way to get him in the lineup uh, any way possible, especially if he's swinging it like he did at the end of last year. Um, but yeah. it's good to have options. I think that's one of the best things about it. Um you know, some Blue Jay fans, uh, you look, looked at the postseason and you saw two guys that you sent to Arizona playing for a World Series. But you you got to think you got to think in the long term. I said there, there's some good there's some good players on this roster. And I think the mix is going to be rather nice, especially in the infield. Yeah. I think the infield's about as deep as it's been in a long time. I would back you up on that fact. So I actually, on the anniversary of the day that Lourdes Gurriel Jr. actually signed his original contract with the Blue Jays. Yes, I read that right hot off the presses right before the show. (laughs) Um, Did you get the benefit of seeing him in Bluefield? I feel like he skipped right into single A. I think he did. If if he was in Bluefield, it wasn't for long. I, I don't quite remember. I'd have to dig through my, my scorebooks and look, but I, I don't quite remember him being there. So he was either not there at all or maybe there for a short time. Yeah. So on that note, I guess let's just talk some of the guys that you've had the benefit of seeing, Zach. Ken and I would yeah. be very interested. In, you've had the, ple- the pleasure of, like you said, being part of the Bluefield Blue Jays. Um, wow, some really talented players went through this organization. Um, drop it on us. Give it, You got like the name list? <laughs> Well, you know, uh, short list is is those guys. Which Vladdy was Vladdy was through there. I wasn't I wasn't doing the broadcast at the time, but I was you know around town uh, when he came through, and that was a, a spectacle. Just because knowing knowing his dad, and and he came in to the ballpark a few times, and me and the Bluefield folks loved him. Um, Kirk uh, Kirk was special uh, in the fact that he wasn't when he came in. He was kind of one of those roster filler guys. I think he was maybe the third catcher on the roster when he came in and had some injuries. He would get the DH every once in a while, and he got into the lineup as starting catcher, and he just started to mash. And, folks, at the at the old press box at Bowen, as, uh, as Craig, you've seen, there was a box seat right in front of it. Um, luckily, I got to be really good friends with those folks, and they would bring me drinks in the middle of games. And uh, man, we would we would have a good time. Man, it was it was fun. <laughs> that's that's the bad part about the, where the new press box is. It takes a long it takes a long way to get uh, get uh, cold beers up there. <laughs> By the time they get up there, they're not so cold. But uh, man, those fans were so excited about Kirk. I mean, five nine, 
every time he got up there, he swung out of his shoes. And man, when he connected, there was one that uh, Craig and I saw. Craig, you were there that night. He hit one over the batter's eye. It was climbing. That's one of the furthest balls I've ever seen hit at Bowen Field. And there was some, you know, tremendous talent. Even going back to the Oriole days that came through that ballpark. And man, he crushed that one. Uh, Pardino was um, Pardino was special when he came through. Seventeen years old, he was. He was throwing the ball heavy. He was throwing it hard. And, you know, that was right after the um, article uh, ESPN did, Face of Brazil Baseball. Um, yeah. You know, and uh, he had some uh, some family in. They, they were doing They were having a good time. Uh, and then he climbed the ladder. And, and last I heard, he had Tommy John. But I, I, it's, I guess he's still rehabbing. I hadn't seen much on him recently. But, but he's so young. I think he's still got you know, still got a good ways to go. Um, you know, Cal Stevenson, PK Morris, those guys came through. Moreno came through. Uh, I think, yeah, I may, I hate to misspeak here, but I think Moreno may have been one of those catchers in front of Kirk on that team and, and went down with an injury. I'd have to go back and look, but man, um, you could tell. Right with that. I can't yeah, remember. I think so. It was about that I time think, he got drafted. Yeah. I, I really think he may have been right in front of Kirk and he went down with an injury and, and Kirk kind of stepped up there. Um, I was there just was trying a year. To find news on Pardino, but he's got to be in the Blue Jays minor league system still because yeah. the most recent stuff was he was rehabbing most of the year last year. So I think you're right yeah. with the Tommy John. Yeah, I think he went, I think he, he was either in Lansing or Vancouver and they did the Tommy John and he's been rehabbing since. Uh, that's kind of yeah. the last I'd heard about him. Um, we, I think it was, it may have been 18. It may have been Dennis Holmberg, the managers last year. We had a real good shot of winning, um, winning the entire thing. And Wonder Franco and a couple of those guys were on Princeton's team. And that went to, down to the wire. Went, I mean, it was ninth inning. I think Kirk had hit a home run maybe in the seventh or eighth inning. We were up like eight, seven or something. And Franco roped a two run double. Uh, into the corner in the in the bottom of the eighth, and ended up being the winning run, and and they went on to lose against Elizabethan that year. But we had played Elizabethan really well that year, and I felt, man, if we get through Princeton, we'll be all right. <laughs> we'll go go down take two games and and get to the series. But uh, yeah, we ran into a buzzsaw with that Princeton group that year. But that was a fun year. There was so much talent. Franco obviously was Player of the Year in the league that year, and uh, you know, despite whatever whatever he's got into. Right. Uh, the kid can play ball, <laughs> you know, and, and it, you know, and, and I hope, you know, I hope a lot of this stuff isn't true and, you know, he can maybe rectify his career, but uh, he was, he was a tremendous player. Princeton had a couple of other kids and I wish I remember their names right offhand, but there was some other prospects on that team uh, that year. Well, with that might Franca. Be, Shane McClanahan might've been on that team pitching. Yes. Shane McClanahan was on that team. Oh. I think he pitched game two. Uh, we won game one at home and Princeton had a better record than us uh, that year. So they had two and three. So he won game two and then game three was, yeah. you know, the barn burner. Uh, yeah, man, it was, there was some fun talent through that league. Um, uh, Johnson city had a bunch of kids. I think they're already on the major league roster this year. Um, Kingsport had a couple of kids. Uh, Bristol was the Pirates. Um, I don't know if any of those 
because I mean, you could go on, you go for days on <laughs> the Pirates organization. Oh, I didn't get but, this. And to that point, Zach, I think it just speaks to the level of talent that was in right. the Appalachian League. Yeah. And the fact that it is not part of the minor leagues anymore. I, as soon as I heard that, I honestly, I hurt for you and everybody yeah. else in that situation to what was going on. And I'm like, oh my God, really? That's That was a, in my opinion, a, this is where the kids learn just enough to yes. get ready for the full season for the following year when they're fully pro for the whole year, not the, I just got drafted. I just got acquired halfway through the season kind of thing. And they jump into your guys league and, and just crush it as we were talking about with yeah. Kirk and company. Well, yeah. And, and so. the way the system is now, Alejandro Kirk would not be in the big leagues. Like he, he, he seems to be you. one of those guys that would have, would have ended up in the wash. And, you know, I, you know, his talent spoke for himself, but he had that opportunity in Bluefield where, you know, he was a backup catcher, DH sometimes, and, man, he got an opportunity and he raked and he climbed the ladder and he proved to, you know, the, the brass, he, you know, don't look at my size, don't look at my stature. I can play I can play this game really well. And I think you miss out on that when you don't have these lower levels where these guys can work out some kinks and, and maybe, you know, as a, as a quote-unquote roster filler, you can – you can show out and make yourself known in a, in a professional environment. And man, it, it hurt this area. It, it really did. Um, you know, the Appy league, as we know it now, uh, the college wood bat league, I think it's, it's a solid thing because there's some kids very much <laughs> like, like Kirk just came through here in the summer. We had a kid uh, two years ago and his name escaped. I'm terrible with names and I apologize for saying we had a kid a couple of years. I was ago. wonder you even remember my name guy. Right. So well, no, <laughs> I see it right there in the corner. Listen, I've I been sure I spelled heads. it out for you tonight. <laughs> I've been hit so many, hit, hit the head so many damn times that uh, if I don't have a roster in front of me, I, I'm, I'm hurting, but he was uh, D two player of the year, Colorado Mesa um, came through, uh man had a tremendous year with with the with uh, the ridge runners excuse me and uh, went to the pro day and just mashed and he got drafted got drafted he's in uh he's in the cub system he's he was with the double a smokies this past year nice uh huge kid he played he played catcher but you know you never know where what they'll do with the catcher he, he i mean he's six three six four two twenty and he could hit the ball. And that's what the Appy League did as a pro league. It allowed folks that, you know, weren't quite known to go work themselves out in front of, you know, a, a big crowd, day-to-day uh, -day pro style environment. Like, you know, you got to learn the grind as much as anything. <laughs> and, uh, and it's and it's a shame that the pro game has left the area. But I, I feel like from what I'm being told that the league is, is really – sitting in a pretty good situation despite some things like and, and I think it's going to be right, a, they retold everything in the right fashion here especially yeah. like you said if it's going to be a college wooden bat league that is something that to your point with the gentleman there that I just got put, picked up by the cubbies yeah it's saying that they can play the game that it is played like in the professional level yeah still and that's at a sum of all math right that's what you were still getting when it was rookie ball but I do think maybe you guys keep playing the cards right and keep getting guys like that this whole thing turns around because Ron Manfred's not going to be around forever. I hope <laughs> and ruining my game. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> pitch man, clocks I, and stupid things aside. This that I I saw knowing how hard it is to break into baseball. Period. Yeah. It, it, it's 
harder than all professional sports. It, the best of the best still miss out on getting to the major leagues. Yeah. At the end of the day, you are talking about out of all the people, all the kids that line up to try playing major league baseball and get to those age groups. 1% of them make it to major league baseball. Anything you can do to creak that open just a little bit further to your point, the Davis Schneiders, the Alejandro Kirks that we have as blue Jays fans truly loved the last couple of years here. I'm, I don't think you're wrong. I think Kirk would have had a really hard time. And then somebody like Davis, yeah. who has, when I had the pleasure of meeting him in this interview and everything when he was doing it before it, um, flat out said he was thinking about quitting a year before that. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's and what it could have been. It could have been somebody right. like him just saying, you know what? I didn't make it. I'm going to go flip burgers. I'm going to go become an engineer or whatever it is at the end of the yeah. day, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, and it's, you know, it. I don't know what uh, the people in – in power were thinking with, with doing what they did. I, I don't know because the, the Appalachian league has so much history. Um, Cal Ripken came through blue Phil. I think uh, you have to tell that story from the night that I happened to be there with a certain soon to eventual Red Sox manager that started yeah. out. And <laughs> yeah. Man, you're going to really appreciate this story because it was hilarious. That, that was you, you, uh, him and Smokey the bear all came on the show that night. So, <laughs> Uh, Smokey the Bear was not a great I interview. I thought he would be Smokey Bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it the tremendous thing was um, he came on, and again, why I'm I'm sober right now. I don't know why I'm forgetting names. Um, Is please re- refresh me because I know you yes. remember the story. Yes, I do remember. Perfect. It was Gary Little. Yeah. So he told he told this awesome story. Bluefield was his first managing job. And they had not scored run in like a week and a half. He said they were terrible offensively. And he took all the bats and took them down to the bullpen and set them on fire. And he said, <laughs> you don't need these effing bats. You guys can't hit. And I think they all used one bat and they scored like 12 runs that night. And it went on like a winning streak. <laughs> and, and it was funny because he told that story. And then here comes Smokey the Bear. <laughs> like, well, nothing's set on fire tonight. In the middle but, of a forest. Yeah, man, he was he was <laughs> tremendous. He was telling me, yeah, obviously, I didn't go the route about the bloody sock and, and that, that whole uh, – you know, debacle in Yankee state because deep down, I'm still a Red Sox fan. I grew up a Red Sox fan and that was a tough night, but man, he, he had some great stories. He was in route to, uh, he was living in Charlotte and that was the weekend Chipper Jones was getting inducted in the hall of fame. And he had been on, uh, the brave staff with, uh, with Chipper. So, and that was pretty cool. And him and his grandson came through and he's like, a lot of this place looks the same. I said, yeah, a little bit of it's different, but it still looks the same. But to that point, yeah, it's he a was very cool. time warp, right? Yeah. I said, man, I uh, like this is, yeah, this is one of those places uh, you can be gone for 10 years and you'll still recognize most of it, but still there's a lot of great things that have, uh, that have changed over the years. And, and thanks to the Blue Jays for that, because, you know, the Orioles came through and the Orioles were, I, th- I still think they hold the record for longest affiliation link between, you know, Baltimore and Bluefield. They came in the Dodgers, I think had, had the, the Bluefield organization, the Apple league, like 57. And then the Orioles came in in 58 and they held it till 2010. And 
I'm not sure what, how that all played out. That was obviously before my time. Well, it wasn't before my time, but it was, you know, before I was working there. And then the Blue Jays came in 11 and they did some tremendous upgrades. They upgraded both clubhouses. They upgraded the concourse area, everything that they got their hands on, they, they bettered. And, you know, I, I'm thankful for what they did while we were there. I mean, it was, it was such a great environment being part of such a great, organization gil kim came down a few times he had some great conversations with him uh they were hands on deck with bluefield and it, and i i did not ever feel like that wasn't going to be the the that we weren't going to be a priority as long as the blue jays were in the happy league and, and it was a pro league yeah i feel like i'm doing a slight disservice not showing some of these pictures of what you got to see from the booth all <laughs> all day every day so while we're chit-chatting here i'm just yeah, yeah, sure. the screen and give everybody a chance here to absorb what is this? Like, I, I think you asked me, what's your first opinion of, you know, Bowen Field as I, yeah. the first time I happened to be down there visiting you while you were calling a game and you just said, hey, grab a beer, come up to the booth. <laughs> yes. I believe one of the first questions you asked me on the air was how, what my opinion was of the ballpark first glance and uh, it with the way the field is and the way the layout is and the fact that it is literally like in a valley. It's just nestled in there in West Virginia for you. And you have this beautiful, just rustic forest, almost like right over the batter's eye and everything. I just, I compared it to, this is Fielder Dreams con wilderness at this point to me a little bit, because it just felt like I could walk right out into the woods. It's like, is there somebody in, you know, am I going to see Tony Fernandez come out of the forest, (laughs) mount up and go to short? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so but it, yeah that's a little bit that i think that's, blue jays fans this yeah. batter's eye is where the like i like to where zach had mentioned where that yeah. home run went yeah. he could have killed a sasquatch or at least a squirrel or something when he goes flying this thing over the batter's eye and the where it still hasn't landed and there's yet, only like much. a little dirt road behind the <laughs> field correct yeah well there's like a it's like a one lane road that takes it and it curves comes around the outfield fence but there's a, an entire out past the right field fence, there's a park. There's a city park out there, playground and basketball courts and trails and, and all yep. cool stuff. And uh, there's a, a there's a train that runs through the park, the Ridge Runner train, and that's officially kind of where the new nickname came from. Um, so I, I don't want to be that guy, but I have to correct you. The field technically is in Virginia. The state line of oh, West I'm Virginia, Virginia sorry. runs through the parking lots. <laughs> Yeah, I so I literally missed it by that much. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, we years years ago before Google Maps and everything came up. They, they, you know, the the joke was that the you know you could you could be at second base and be in Virginia and run to third and you'd be in West Virginia, but that's not actually the case. It actually runs through the parking lot, so the entire field is in Virginia, but the the office I think is technically a West Virginia address. So. That's a fun little. And that might have been what little, threw me because guess what? I typed into my GPS to find you in the middle of nowhere. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken, yeah, it, it was one of those things. Lover. You mentioned Kirk and Vladdy and those guys, but man, in that valley, especially when a ball is squared up, it echoes and it sounds beautiful. And those guys, you could be in the concourse working on something during BP and you could hear. You know, one of those guys connect with a bat, and you're like, "Look, I got to watch BP because <laughs> I know who's up to bat." It's Vladdy, it's Kirk, it's one of those guys. It's David Schneider that can mash a baseball into that into those trees. And uh, yeah, we uh, especially if you get out there late at night after a game, there's a lot of critters that get loose. A couple of raccoons get down on the field, and 
Yeah, I know. I, I, uh, we would, I would be up doing a post game show, and our uh, grounds crew would be, you know, uh, dragging the fields and watering it, and the raccoon get loose, and they'd spray it down with a hose, and it'd take off. And <laughs> yeah, they sometimes if you leave trash out, they'll be everywhere out there. Yeah. And to that point, um, we, a few years ago, we actually had Zach was one of the ones that was on the infamous show that we did back when about ranking baseball movies. This yes. man lives the movie Bull Durham all day, every right. day. <laughs> so a fun yeah, fact that I've learned like since then. Zach or anything? Jump in. Well, I was going to say a fun fact, uh, you know, uh, Ron Shelton played for the Bluefield Orioles. A lot of what he that. wrote in Bull Durham came from Bluefield. Wow. So, that's so kinda, I wasn't too far off with that. No, no. Telling so, me I was perfectly, I didn't even do my homework and I got that one right. <laughs> he, uh, he came out with a book recently and, you know, he mentions Bluefield pretty heavy early on. It was his first stop of his baseball career. And um, when uh, there's the, uh, the ode to Bluefield, you know, late in the movie when you know, crash gets let go, some young catcher right? from Bluefield is who they're bringing up. That was, that was the ode to Bluefield. He he snuck in there. There is. We've been trying to get him to come to the ballpark. I, I don't know what his fee is, but <laughs> uh, word on the street he lives he lives around Durham, North Carolina, still. So it wouldn't be a bad drive if we could you know, snag him into Bluefield. Yeah, you would think in the midst of those kind of comments and whatnot, and him being such a baseball nut, that might not be as big a right. stretch as you think, sir. Right. I, you know, I, you got gonna, that whole wonderful moniker that you get, you know, you had Smokey the Bear, you know, what's Kevin Costner yeah. next? <laughs> right. <laughs> I had, We had the uh, governor of Virginia on that same summer. I think it may have been a few weeks oh, wow. after you came through. And yeah, I'd, uh, I'd made a joke uh, to one of his uh, people, one of his handlers. Uh, I said, can we talk anything election? And they kind of stared at me. I said, oh, okay, <laughs> that's how this is going to go. <laughs> Yeah, it was really, it was too serious for my life. You, you've been in the booth with me, Craig. I don't take it serious at all. So I was. Uh, <laughs> That's the reason yeah. you've always been a good fit on this show, Zach. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I get invited on shows. They know, hey, we're not, we're going to be serious tonight. Let's invite Zach on. <laughs> That's the person we don't invite. But yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We, we haven't been marketing this show as the barroom chat for Blue Jays fans since way back when we met. So. <laughs> yeah. And you guys. You guys have turned me on, you know, even after, you know, the Blue Jays gone, it, it's, it's still, uh, Boston's my team and which has been, you know, here nor there the past couple of years, but, uh, you know, obviously Blue Jays with what I've got to witness come through has been tremendous. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, and Bluefield fans are that same way. Some of the old time Bluefield fans, you know, who were there when Cal, they, they act like Cal grew up in Bluefield. You know, he was there for three months, <laughs> you know, and they, they treat Vlad Jr., Davis, Kirk, all those guys the same way. You know, the, it feels like those guys grew up in this town and they're never letting that go. And that's that's one of the things that that irked me about. I think I wrote it somewhere during the summer of COVID because I didn't have anything else to do. So I wrote it for maybe one of the local newspapers. You know, if it wasn't for the Orioles or if it wasn't for the Blue Jays in Bluefield, no one in Bluefield would care about who's in Baltimore, who's in Toronto. And that's the idea of the Appy League. You know, there's Yankee fans everywhere, you know, whatever. And that's, you know, I don't like that. Pulaski had the Yankees. So that was, you know, they they had the Yankee fans locked down. But Devil Rays or the Rays or what, you know, no one in Princeton would care about Wonder Franco had he not played in Princeton. 
you know, Bristol had the Pirates, Kingsport had the Mets, you know, Northeast Tennessee is essentially a, a Braves area, but they had, you know, they had the Mets, the Pirates, the Cardinals, the Twins, the Reds, the Astros there in Greenville for years. None of those teams, no, none of those fans would care about those teams. And it, and it was, a, you know, a disservice to uh, some small market teams that you growing your fan base into areas that you didn't suspect. That's what the Appy League was for. And yeah, I think, I think that in, in minor leagues as a whole, you, you took out what they take out like 150 teams, small Somehow. towns all across mm-hmm. the country that were, you know, rooted into, um, you know, franchises that they had no business being rooted into, you know, it, it just, it, you know, you, you try to, you try to grow the game and then you do this. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know how you can, I don't know how you can stand on a pedestal and say you're growing the game when you're taking 150 teams away from small towns. And then just do that math real quick. Those many teams yeah. times 25 players times managers times. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of yeah, people it, it, all of a sudden, to your point, yeah. probably found another league to play in, but probably at least right. 50% of those people just said, you know what, time to fold up shop and found something else they could be doing every day. Yeah. And that, but in, in, in to the same point, you've got, let's, let's just use the Bluefield Blue Jays as, as an example in, in 2018 there's like four or five of those guys in the majors right now. So you, you say the other 22, 22 to 25 guys that came through Bluefield that summer, you know, imagine those 22, 25 guys not having baseball as an outlet. A lot, some, some of these guys are going to go once base, once their baseball career is done, they're going to find other jobs, as you mentioned, but baseball never leaves you. So you're going to coach, you're going to teach and coach. Yeah. And, you know, talk if, about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's just, you're, you're just taking away from a special part of the game that's, that could be, I, I don't, I don't know how much money, you know, how much more money do you need? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We could, I could use a food bucks. I don't know. Yeah. At that point, to that point, Zach, and uh, <laughs> Ken will love this comment too. The Blue Jays apparently are quote unquote looking into Shohei Atani. <laughs> I'm sorry right. to say maybe they needed that money. <laughs> yeah. But but I'm saying like Major League Baseball as a whole, you know, how much money do you right. need where you're you're shutting? What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland. For innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Down leagues that have been an anchor for not only growing baseball players, but as a region for years. I mean, the Appalachian League began in 1911. Yeah. 1911. Bluefield had a team, you know, for 
I think they started their franchise maybe in the 20s, early 30s. Bowen, the original Bowen Field was built, I think, in 32. Before it, it burnt down, same spot. It burnt down wooden grandstand, and then, then they built it back up in the 70s. But there's been baseball in that right there in that spot since you know the 30s. So, yeah. I you know, you're taking away a lot of history for you know saving saving a an office in New York a couple of bucks, I guess. And then here's the other fun part that we get to talk about without going too far into political bullshit and <laughs> all the other crap. You took a good piece of history and got rid of yeah. it. Yeah. Not the, you know, the weird, horrible fun that we keep experiencing because, you know, apparently nothing changes from this time period to this time period. I only tell people to go back and look at old George, George Carlin jokes if you really want to see how the times have not changed at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Still giving about the same goofball jokes about all the things we all complain about and whatnot and argue about politically but to that point you took something that was great wholesome and lost it yeah to your yeah. point yeah yeah it's and not much maybe, better than a, an evening with a hot dog and a beer in your hand right or hanging out yeah. with the kids at the ballpark to your point ken too i know ken you're a big baseball coach and whatnot with the kids and everything if you had somewhere else that you could have went five feet down the street and not had to worry about going to the the sky dome with the family, which is what about an hour and a half away from you, or an hour, you said. Yeah, pretty much. That's what that's what these people lost in all these leagues. Wow, uh, that's horrible. Yeah, and and and, so. and Dan. So Lee Landers was the uh, commissioner for years in the Apple League, and he did a tremendous job. I, I think it was renowned around baseball how how well he he ran this league, and then he, he retired. Dan Mushan was the last. Uh, commissioner of the Appy League and the Pro Day, and he's still the commissioner now here in the Woodbat League, and he has done a tremendous job of what he has been given to transition this league in the right way. But, man, like, in this area, there's not much to do. There's not much to do, and the fact of the matter is you can take a family family of four or five to the ballpark. You may spend 40 bucks. Tickets, wow. food, a few, uh, you know, a few uh, – things from the uh the store uh, on the way out and, and you're going to have a good time you're going to be entertained you're going to see some good baseball and i yeah <laughs> that's no. uh that's kind of what we lost there with the pro game but regrets the from from visiting you guys that those couple of times because we did because you and i did so much talking and everything and had a great yeah. damn time and i'm not knocking that the only thing i ended up going home with was the bluefield blue blue jays program one from those two games <laughs> so but to that point it's on my mantle right next to all the you know kirk stuff and vladdy's and all the new wave blue jay stuff because to that point i had the benefit of going to all the minor league systems for the toronto blue jays except for the vancouver canadians at this point and that's the only one i still have to hit and every one of them so well the next time I'm at the ballpark if i can sneak any bluefield blue jay stuff out i'll send it to you I'll make sure I send you a, a uh, maybe some kind of a nice bottle of reward. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't send you beer, but apparently you can send liquor in the states still. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so I lived in. We talked about this before. I lived in upstate New York for a, a little over a year, and I would uh, make it my way into Montreal uh, a few times. I mean, anytime I tried to bring back uh, anything at the border, it got. I'd have to, I'd try to drink half of it and then the rest of it got poured out. So maybe if it's in a box <laughs> getting mailed, maybe, well, to that point, I'm stateside. Like you were, okay. And, uh, and uh, obviously is, um, you know, the other, just 
what about two three hours north of me <laughs> so yeah so yeah. it is but ken and i actually uh had the pleasure of meeting up for that like that game Absolutely. that i happened to be up and had a great damn time at the ballpark and enjoyed a blue jay weird win they, i don't yeah. know if you saw these highlights or not zach but ken you're more than welcome to allude to the weird fun that we saw the Kansas was, City Royals yeah like, to it, that night it, it turned out to be a pitching duel which i recall and uh, it was we were down. I think we only had it that by the time we actually turned it around and actually ended up uh, really winning the game. I think we only had like one, maybe two hits at the most. And I think we had a couple right. runners on, and it was like three or four straight wild pitches that we were down like I don't know two nothing or three I think that nothing. tied it up. I think it was only yeah, two nothing. Tying. I think. Yeah, and we first, my first thought is when that I forgot the name of the pitcher that unfortunately threw the wild pitch. I was like, oh. I wonder if he got hurt. Okay, then he threw another wild pitch. And I was like, okay, that seems weird. Did he three consecutive wild three pitches? Three consecutive. <laughs> and I think it was we, I think Craig and I looked at each other like it's all up here. The psyche must have Is messed this happening. Him up. <laughs> yeah, because he was the other part of that. He slipped off the mound for some reason on on, a, on the first wild pitch and the third one. So it was a very weird game, but don't get me wrong, we're happy we we took the W. So but yeah, uh, much needed one there in the middle of a play. You watched, you watched like, the yips happen right before your very eyes. 100%. It was the Chuck yip, Knobloch yeah. all over again. <laughs> or in Blue Jays more recent, it was Elvis Anderson, the bat flip game. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's, uh, unfortunately, that's which I, I love what I do, It's especially during the summer. But with being around the ballpark every day, it's hard to keep up with what's going on other than like, I'll have, you know, scores coming up on my tablet, like, and kind of keep up with that. But man, just getting to sit and watch games. I've been, uh, we, I work full time for Bluefield state and we, our baseball team had the pleasure of going down to Montgomery of Alabama and playing the black college world series back in May. And we had a night off. So uh, the guy who was doing the games with us said, we're going to Atlanta. It was like a five hour drive. We, we, uh, got to rent a car and drove to Atlanta, watch the Braves and Red Sox play. And uh, the Braves won, of course, because <laughs> I was there. But uh, <laughs> They you didn't know, lose it, much this year, so I figured No, that. they did not. <laughs> but they lost the Phillies, which, come on. Yeah, I mean, I think – I think Philly <laughs> – you know, was hot at the right time. Know that. Yeah. As, uh, <laughs> as, as a Red Sox, Blue Jays guy, I think you can all – you can hate New York, and then right under it's Philadelphia. Like, eh, come on. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was a weird Matic thing. Makes but... me happy at least. So does Philly. Yeah, there's every yeah. time I go to New York City, I have a bad story. <laughs> it's not just because I saw a Yankees game. <laughs> you haven't been mugged, have you? No, thankfully not that bad. It's just I apparently attract stupid when I'm traveling outside of yourself, Zach. <laughs> As you said, what? <laughs> it's just one of those things. I collect stories. I that's yeah. the reason I guess I'm not terribly bad at this, but it's just I've never had a good time in New York City. <laughs> Last time I was in New York, uh, my best friend was getting married. I was the best man at his wedding, and they're now divorced. So take that with <laughs> but i was i sit in the bleachers and i was i was like man i'm getting a fight because i had all sorts of red sox stuff on and they weren't as bad as i thought they would be and the red sox won that night and they were they were cool on the way out and we were all you know uh full of uh full of beverage but it was it, it, you've heard, everyone's heard the stories you sit in the bleachers you better be ready for a fight but everybody was cool we got on the sub subway headed out and i was like all right now whatever yeah 
So last time I was in New York City, oddly enough, was for a bachelor party. And we, I, we walked into a bar after I paid a $25, $30 cover to get in. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm thirsty. I want a beer. And let's just say I asked for two beers. And next thing was for two Bud Lights, it was like $60. <laughs> and I'm like, I before the waitress got the that'll be sixty dollars completely out of her mouth the whole way. I was like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> at that point, there's already this monstrous bouncer kind of in the here ballpark with a Mike Tyson voice going, "You need to leave, sir." And I'm like, "I ain't staying here. No problem. See ya." <laughs> I went down the street, found another bar. Kids, that's that's a. That tells you to pregame before going out in New York City. Yeah. Oh, I, at this point, I was already natty lights. Form. It's just that was getting the nightcap done, and that was yeah. like the bar that was like just outside the hotel that we were staying at. And I'm like, "Yep, I'm just gonna go past the hotel, go get one more beer, and I'll meet the gang back at the hotel." <laughs> Sixty dollars for two beers, and then two then two hours later, you know, we're all like, "Oh, dude, let's go to White Castle." That was yeah. the, the best part about that night. <laughs> the burgers from White Castle, love it. Yeah, you, yeah. That, any night you end up at White Castle. White Castle is kind of like uh, in the north, what Waffle House is in the south. You, uh, you, you have a nice night. You end up at a Waffle House in the south. Yeah, Ken, it's not quite like getting a shopsy at two o'clock in the morning. No. <laughs> That'll just ruin your intestines. <laughs> or at least yeah. it did mine. <laughs> it's like so that's the like a kind of like a Canadian sausage, I guess would be the best way of okay. describing. But you know, they 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 have restaurants that sell them that are little stop and goes along with every, you know, little vendor cart that you're getting while you're walking around in the city of Toronto. <laughs> My first, uh, my first week, I was, uh, I got hired in upstate New York. It and they and I, I say it wrong because obviously when I got there, I said, "Oh, I'm in the upstate New York," and they're like, "No, you're in the North Country." I said, "Okay, apologies," but the first week I was there, uh, they had me host or uh, yeah, hosting and judging a poutine contest, and I did not know any. I, I a kid from the you south at that point, I never had poutine. I said, "What? What?" I thought it was a joke. And, uh, I put, I put on some weight <laughs> while I was up there, just strictly on poutine. I, I loved it. I, I said, man, I got to figure out how to, you know, you, you can make it. I mean, it's, it's pretty standard to make. There was a place, um, it was called, I think it was called Bosey's or something. It was like a drive-in and they had Buffalo chicken poutine. And I ate that at least three times a week. Wow, it was that fantastic. sounds like a hell of a combination of like literally it was. Kind of like our area of the country's yeah. here, Ken. Between you know me being just outside of Buffalo and you being just over the border in Canada, Toronto area, that sounds like that's a a meeting of our cultures and food, hundred <laughs> percent. And it sounds like a perfect winning combination, honestly. It was it was an interesting yeah it thing. was it was an interesting place. I did I did mornings on a classic hit station. I did sports at night, like high school sports, because there wasn't you know obviously no pro sports and stuff there. Uh, football the football there was a little underwhelming to what I'm used to down here. Uh, the baseball was non-existent there. I I don't even think I saw high school baseball at all there. Uh, but the high school hockey was really good. Um, that was uh, really one of the best best parts of my job is I got to call a lot of high school hockey. And uh, I wasn't good at it, but it was fun. <laughs> you don't have to be good at it to be an announcer to it. You just got to have a good voice and know what that's true. I, well, I don't even know if I have a good voice, but no one's fired me yet. So <laughs> there you go. You must be doing something correctly. I'm just saying. <laughs> or or no one else wants the job. 
<laughs> no, to that no. point, they were broadcasting the Bluefield Blue Jay games when you and I were down there doing that. They were doing that on Sportsnet too, weren't they? Rebroadcasting. Did they have the? Did they have they the Blue Jays? They had little logo on it. And I've listened oh. to some of your games at, at that point. They were on the you know minor league gap, so they must have been going somewhere. I did not <laughs> even know to that those playoff games that you were. Oh, that's awesome! About I didn't even, didn't so. even know that. I'll see. Did now you even... got another feather in your hat that you can make sure it's all over your <laughs> resume for when you go to the winter meetings again or something. There, uh, <laughs> one of the one of those feathers in my hat I didn't even know was happening too. So uh, with this new Appy League, they put in these cameras at, at all the ballparks. They're not great, but they they are what they are. They've got a back behind home plate view, and then most have um, you know back in center field pitcher batter view, and uh, they're automated. So you know they're hit and miss. But uh, they'll run those games sometimes late at night on MLB Network. And <laughs> I remember being a couple of my buddies were out one night. This was before I got married, obviously. Uh, we were out out on the town, and we we all got home late. And uh, I was laying in bed, and there was a Bluefield <laughs> Ridge Runner game on MLB Network. I was like, that is so weird. I am barely alive, and that's my voice. <laughs> that's too funny <laughs> so but there, there you go now you have like uh national recognition now. maybe i'll make it one day i don't know, Never know. um hey, one thing one thing i will add real quick before the last time we talked uh behind my shoulder you see pooh bear right above pooh bear yep. is my uh online minister license so i can do weddings um pet funerals I'm up for I'm up for hire there. So whatever you can think. Anyone of. needs those services, give me a shout. There wow. you go. That's pretty cool. I'll make sure I give you your shameless self-promoting uh, bit here in just a moment. Zach. Okay, you sure. Have a couple of other little topics that is Blue Jays fans that we probably should cover before the evening is out, Ken. So I wanted to point out that there actually is some Toronto Blue Jays news. And I, Ken, did you see what award the team won? this past week i just i know you're just getting back from your jet lag but yeah i figured i'd ask i was gonna say what happened what did i miss right because i know i missed a few of the episodes but uh apparently we won like a golden glove award for for the team from what i understand yeah the best defensive team in the american league again so the goal last offseason was hey you know maybe we can make this team better by making it better defensively well, if that was your bar that you had to cross this season, the Blue Jays <laughs> definitely met it by being the uh, best defensive team in the American League and winning a team gold glove award. And Ken, you and I saw literally from game one with Kevin Kiermeyer going over that fence and pulling oh, yeah. one back, being one of the three gold gloves the players won on the team. Um, just thoughts on what we got to see as, as that side of the ball was pretty much flawless for this season. Yeah, there were a lot of highlights of, of defensive plays that were awesome throughout the course of the season. Uh, Kiermaier obviously has a lot of those ones where he's stealing balls, right, from being whether they're extra base hits or just stealing a couple of homers and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, it was, a, it was a great adjustment because I know the previous season we were, we were talking about, oh, we're one of the best offensive teams in the league and, and, and we were so great, but we just couldn't clamp down the defense. So then we readjusted. We got defense really well. Unfortunately, some of our bats fell asleep but aside from that hopefully for next season am i some you mean yeah and hopefully next season we'll balance that out so then uh you know 
I think that's the off-season goal. Find a way to balance it. Like you said, we went from one end to the other, and now you got to find a way to make that work. And I think they might have taken a step toward that today with the probably weirdest hiring and weirdest job title I've seen in a long time since our current manager, John Schneider, had the major league manager as his job title. (laughs) (laughs) Um. And also a guy that played in Bluefield, I believe, before your time, Zach. Um, yes, he he's did, been yeah. in the Blue Jays system. And I think that might have been one of the first couple of years that the Bluefield affiliation was there with yeah. the Blue Jays anyways. Um, but they brought back um, Blue Jays' last playoff years coach, DeMarlo Hale, to be the associate manager. What the hell associate manager mean? The first associate that. manager. Because hmm. the fun that offensive everybody... defensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of what it sounds like. Because the ulterior motive to quote unquote make room for him on the bench was they augmented Don Mattingly's job title from bench coach to bench coast plus offensive coordinator. <laughs> so hmm. I thought it was to that point, Blue Jays uh Twitter's having a freaking holiday with what the hell associate <laughs> manager means. <laughs> I, I, that's the first, I was reading but, it. I was like, what the hell does that mean? So it's almost to that like point. DeMarlo Hale was a hitting yeah. coach for a long time. So if you now have him, Don Mattingly, Guillermo Martinez, and apparently Victor Martinez is part of this coaching staff somewhere. Edwin Encarnacion somehow affiliated with this coaching staff. Maybe we actually can hit the damn ball this coming. <laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. We just take all the coaches and put them on the field because, from what it sounds like, we have more coaches than players almost, right? <laughs> it sounds or like a football staff now. Coach. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> assistant <laughs> to the regional team. assistant manager. <laughs> well played, sir. <laughs> but Bravo. Bravo. on that note, it was just one of those things. I'm just sitting there going to your point. Are we going to have just as many coaches as we're going to have uh, players in that dugout? I don't know if you've seen what some of those dugouts looked like, but when you get to, you know, Zach's other team that he loves here, the Boston Red Sox, those <laughs> yeah. dugouts aren't very big. <laughs> no, and half the half the uh, half the dugouts now are, are uh, you know, bubble and uh, Powerade coolers, so you, you, there's less room to sit now. So man. Yeah, that's what we talk yeah, until somebody literally comes over and clears house and just starts taking out all the water coolers. <laughs> you have to put, like like a high school here. football stadium. They'll have to put them up on the roof with headsets, <laughs> calling yeah, plays from like mail the drinks down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be like how you got a, be- a beer in the booth. They're gonna have to just send a kid up. With yeah, it. just gonna have to <laughs> send an intern. Uh, send send a poor college kid trying to make three dollars an hour. Why is the broadcaster yelling at me? Because his beer's warm. <laughs> <laughs> I told you to get this three hours ago. <laughs> Game's almost over and I'm sober. What's wrong here? <laughs> <laughs> Good deal. So, but those are the big things going on. Oh, actually, I, I take that back. I forgot one. And I don't know if you had the pleasure of seeing him or not, Zach, because of the way the moves went out. I think he would have been drafted the year after. Um Ricky Tiedemann, Blue Jays' number one top prospect, and I believe he's number like 20 or something like that, the top 100 in Major League Baseball right now, won the Arizona Fall League Pitcher of the League award for having a monster dominance through that whole Fall League, uh, which just wrapped up over the weekend. So, golf clap. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, and 
you know, people, people, uh, you know, people, not, not many people outside baseball realize what the fall league does, but there's some, it, it's kind of like now, right now it's, it's more like the Appy league than it ever has, because that's the opportunity. Hey, if I'm, you know, guy 25 on a roster, I go to the fall league, get some at bats, get some innings on the mound and maybe, you know, maybe prove myself in front of is they don't play in front of anyone unless, you know, their family's in town, oh, it, but all the it, scouts it, are there. Like there's a good amount of people there now. <laughs> yeah. All the scouts are there. All the, everyone's keeping an eye on what's going on in the Arizona fall league. So yeah, we, you can go, it, you can kind of make and break your, your career. If you're right on the cusp of, of not making a team or making a team, you can, you can kind of make yourself right there in that fall league now. So look, let me drop this stat light on you before we uh, get ready to wrap things up. 21 years old, obviously. He's literally just coming into form, and he had uh, all sorts of weird issues this year, his injuries, bicep issue, nothing to the point where he was like really having elbow, shoulder, or anything like that, muscle issues really, right? Um, to that point, maybe he just had, you know, went to nuts on arm day, right? <laughs> whatever it might be, right? Um, went 2-1 and one as a lefty, 2.5 ERA, 23 strikeouts, 8 walks with a 1.11 whip in 18 innings. Okay. There we go. Wow. So that then the only home, only run he gave up basically was this one home run. <laughs> so there's an oopsie. I'm, there's I'm, an oopsie here. Yeah. yeah, that was a missed location whatever it might yeah. be. You chalked that one up to All right, crushed everybody else. <laughs> yeah, didn't so, up on the mound. That's what happened to cause that home run. There it is. Yep. <laughs> as long as he didn't throw three wild pitches yeah. afterwards, we're good. <laughs> so, but Ken, that's a guy we have coming to spring training that, to what Zach just mentioned, maybe just took a leg up over some guys that is going to maybe be very enticing come spring. Absolutely. I mean, he's, he's going to bring the heat. So, you know, we're going to need that because I know the pitching, we had to figure out how that's going to work in terms of now, I don't know, fingers crossed, but of course we don't want to jump. We don't want to jump the, we don't want to jump the gun. You know, we're very happy, but we want to, you know, bring him in and ease him in. We don't want to, okay, he's good for the first month, and then suddenly he's struggling for the rest of the season. Right? We don't want any of that. Correct. And we did have a very up down season with him, too, because he basically he threw eight strikeouts in 32 innings with a 5 ERA to start the year in uh, New Hampshire. But he did finish in Buffalo this year at AAA. So there is something to that point, To Maybe he got tested enough. Maybe this is enough to get him a little extra look this spring and yes. see if there's something there. And maybe he starts the season off and just goes ballistic through yeah. the you know Buffalo Bison's uh, rotation and could be a very good piece, it's especially for a team last year, Ken, that we didn't have any starting pitching depth. So if he's even getting close to being on the cusp, that only helps. You yeah, know, absolutely. this is a team that we had last year. Trevor Richards was starting every fifth day out of the bullpen because <laughs> <laughs> Alec Manoa couldn't find the plate. So he still can't find the plate for some reason. I don't know. We'll see how what happens. But uh, right now, I just hope he figures out whatever heck's going on by the time he gets yeah. back to spring. Because right now, the weird non-story on Alec Manoa has been very crazy. And um, to that point, it's I hope the best for him. I really do. I do. Because Blue Jays fans really enjoyed watching him pitch every fifth day and whatever issue happened up this year, whether it was mental, physical, all the above, I don't care. I'd like to see him win and get back out there and do a good job. I think we all did. We want the Cy Young candidate Manoa coming out, right? So, you know, maybe it is like the storylines of Major League Two where, you know, the wild thing, Ricky Vaughn had a great first movie and then was 
very corporatized when he got success and struggled a little bit. And hopefully at the end of, well, uh, sorry, Major League Two, he brought back who he was of when he started like the from Major League One. So, you know, come on, Manoa, let's do it, man. There you go. Put that leather I just jacket back on. Big- yeah, <laughs> the jacket back on. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, did you, did the bobblehead go to his head? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I don't know. But to that point, like I said, I think he's going to figure it out. I really do. I just hope it's he gets a chance to figure it out in a Blue Jay uniform with all the rumors we've already been hearing. I even heard this crazy rumor that Bo Bichette apparently is being hunted by the Dodgers. Which why in the hell would we no. trade Bo Bichette unless it's literally for the Kings' ransom? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have another shortstop and we don't have another leader like that ready to run into it. So, but crazier things in baseball happen, but I have a strange feeling if that's going to be something that we're going to be talking about this off season, we should have already had the management shakeup that we were talking about because yeah. we can't keep a pitcher in the game in a playoff <laughs> to let Jose Barrios yeah. run with it. <laughs> Absolutely. So anyways, Let's wrap this up. Zach, this is your moment to shine. Tell all the Blue Jays fans where they can find your work and pitch the Appy League on us a little bit here before, obviously, you go back into football mode because I know that's what's going on in Virginia this time of year. Well, actually, I just I just wrapped up football season. I uh, I was prepping for some basketball here. Uh, I've, got, I've actually got volleyball tomorrow night and basketball Wednesday, so winter is upon us. But, yeah, I don't know if I want to tell people where my work is. They'll be like, man, I don't listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, uh, I've, I've been, I've had the pleasure of, of working here at home uh, for the past couple of years. Uh, the fun thing, <laughs> the the Bluefield Blue Jay job just kind of came out of nowhere. I was uh, was working uh, after I left uh, the North Country in New York. I went and I was working at a country station. I was hosting a morning show in the D.C. market, and I got fired. And <laughs> I came home because I, I, I was I had no job. I, I wasn't going to live in D.C. with no money. And I came home and I was just trying to figure out what I was doing. Well, my uh, cousin at the time, he was the PA announcer at Bowen and their radio guy, he was a college kid. He said, I got to go back to school. And it was two weeks left in the season. I said, I, I, I can fill in, I, I, you know, finish the season and uh, finish the season. I've been with them ever since, you know, through uh, the last couple of years of the pro uh, team. And then here, in, um, let's see, 21, 22, 23. So, you know, if, if, if I'm around, I guess 24 season would make my uh, seventh season with uh, with the club, I think, if my math's right. So it's been fun to work at home, work at a ballpark that I grew up going to games in uh, as a kid. And then, uh, you know, getting to play sometimes in high school and college, played in, in the ballpark. So it, it's always it's came full circle and it's cool. But uh, I work full time at Bluefield State University in town. At Bluefield, uh, Bluefield on the West Virginia side. There's two colleges uh, in Bluefield: one on the Virginia, one on the West Virginia side. Uh, GoBeState.com is uh, our athletic website. You can uh, go and uh, listen to games on there. We do, we do all the sports there. Uh, the Appy League will be coming back up in June. Uh, we were talking a little bit off the air, Craig. Uh, Princeton has folded. Um, kind of a Kind of a sad thing, uh, Mercer County rivalry, but I do think it's going to open up some things for Bluefield uh, with, uh, you know, the, the population's kind of dwindled. So I think it will bring some fans from Princeton to come down to Bluefield and watch, and, and hopefully we can we can grow that a little bit. And uh, there's been some rumblings around the league about a filler for uh, Princeton. There's a couple of uh, – nothing official, but, you know, uh, hopefully we'll hear something soon about that. 
uh, as there's a couple of viable towns with with teams that I know one had, didn't have a team last year, but uh, had been in the league before. So we're we're looking at that. Uh, excited about that. But man, if if you live in the Appalachian region, uh, check out. Just go to any ballpark. You're going to have a great time. Uh, some young talent. We just the past couple of years with the Ridge Runners. We've had kids that have played in the College World Series at LSU come through. Uh, you know, we had a kid who's now in Double A, uh, was a D two kid. So you know, you don't really the Power Five kids are coming, but there's some great talent all, all over the country in baseball, and then a lot of them are coming to the Abbey League to play. So it's it's a great product still, despite not being a pro team. So uh, Zach-Shelton.com. There's some stuff on there. I don't, I, I don't know when's the last time I updated. That. Unfortunately, I've been so busy. So who knows? There, there might be some, well, we're giving you plenty there. of content to load up tonight. Now. There you more go. Logging. There you go. More but, the uh, from the YouTube channel. <laughs> there we go. We'll, we'll throw it. We'll link it up. But man, uh, I love talking blue Jays baseball with you guys. Um, it was, it was fun being a part of the organization for the short time that I was a part of it. Uh, those guys do it right. I, I, I know, uh, you know, on the field, things happen. Uh, sometimes you bring a kid in and you think he's, you know, the next Lou Gehrig and he's not. So it, things happen. But the organization as a whole, I think, does the right thing. They, they have the right intentions in mind growing, you know, from Vancouver, Lansing, New Hampshire, Buffalo. I think they're doing the right thing. So it's an exciting it's an exciting time for Blue Jays fans. I think there's a young group already in the big leagues right now that is a solid foundation. And, you know, I, I, baseball's a grind, so there's injuries and things involved. But I, I think you've got a special team there in Toronto to, to root for, and, and you can't take advantage of it. I don't think any baseball fan that really knows the game can know you gotta you got to be fully invested when you've got these teams because, you know, <laughs> I'm a Red Sox fan. We, we had a couple of World Series a year ago, and then, this past year, we're in the bottom of the basement. So you gotta, you gotta yeah, love the good times. Wasting your talent like the angels, right? That is true. <laughs> you got two, tri- uh, you, <laughs> two talents, two Hall of Fame talents, and you can't even get to the playoffs. So that's, yeah, that's. At least something. we've been getting there. We can, as the Blue Jays fans, we got that to go on. I'm almost like my Bills that are playing this evening. <laughs> yeah, I, well, fun fact: I, I was uh, the first week Mike Trout was with the Angels. I was in San Diego. I was, um, I was playing baseball on the all-military team, and we were stationed at Point Loma, and we had an evening okay. off. And the Yankees were in uh, L.A. to play the Angels, so we got some cheap tickets. We were out in the outfield. And Mike Trout goes up, and I think it was Teixeira. He robbed a home run. I say, like, who is this kid? And you know that was that was eleven years ago. So, <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite guys got, to see is a home run stolen from too. By the way, <laughs> yes, exactly. Anytime you could steal a home run from any Yankee, I'm I'm all for it. So, uh, yeah, I, baseball fan. Let me tell you something. I, I love baseball like you guys. Baseball is my my bread and butter. I love the game. Um, and if anyone's ever listened to me broadcast it, it's, it's not, I, it, it's, I try not to be boring and try to be entertaining. Uh, I don't go over the top. I'm not a homer by any means, but man, I love being at the ballpark every day. And, and that's, that's what gets me out of bed most more. It's just being able to do what I do, talk, talk sports and, and bring games to people who don't get to don't get to come to the game. And on that note, Zach, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. You are always welcome here. And then this side note, I know I've already said this before, but seeing you brought it up again. Thank you for your service, sir. 
appreciate well, it. It's just well, better you know, my, my military career, I think my broadcasting career is a little bit better than my military career. <laughs> but we survived so, both. Ken, Craig, thank you guys. Thank you guys for what you do because it's an outlet for Blue Jays fans. Uh, just, I, I think, I think fans realize that you guys are so passionate about about the team, and, and it, it shows. And you, you're so knowledgeable, and it's it's a tremendous outlet for Blue Jays fans. And I and I love what you guys do, and I try to catch everyone I can. So you guys keep up the good work. Oh, thank you appreciate it, my friend. Yeah. And we're going to make sure we have plenty of goofballs just like yourself on this bar room. <laughs> well, chat thank you. <laughs> Hopefully they'll be better than me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so on that note, Blue Jays fans, thank you very much for listening this evening. We have had our guest Zach Helton with me and Ken this evening. We will make sure that we have oh. is plenty of content coming for your way. We're going to be here every week still. 7 o'clock Eastern <laughs> Standard Time on Monday evenings. We're going to be here. We're going to have some fun. We're even going to have a guest then Blue Jay tournament with a bunch of other Blue Jays podcasters and writers sometime between December and the new year, right when there's almost no baseball news going on. <laughs> so we're going to make sure we have some fun for you here to tune in every week and goof around with and make sure you listen live. Or if you don't, make sure you listen to wherever you can get your podcasting pleasures from. We are there for you to listen to. So on that note, guys, the typical sign off of three, two claps and a Rick Flair on three, one, two, three. Woo! Let's go. Blue I hit the microphone. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. <laughs> Kelly Gruber. Thank you for listening to the Jaybird Watching Podcast. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch at BirdwatchingGC and our YouTube channel. If you want to support the show and get extra content, please consider joining us to our Patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatchinggc. Go Jays go. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.